Ah, do kiddos. Yeah, this podcast might bang and clatter because I'm walking around my house. I got a cup of tea on this podcast. I've not had a cup of tea for a while because someone complained they didn't like the sound of me slurping. But I got one. Uh, just because I feel like I need some tea today. Right, we know the introductions, so I'm not going to go into it. Uh, I'm going to talk about something a bit different today. Uh, but linked to sort of adventure and kayaking. Kind of linked to a sort of obscure way. <laughs> uh, I've touched on, in the last podcast, a really short podcast, I kind of touched on environmental impact stuff. Uh, not, I don't think it was the last podcast, podcast before. Uh, I touched on environmental impact stuff. Our world is dying, isn't it? And uh, we think we're so special as humans that we can knacker it up. And uh, we also think we're so special that our leisure pursuits don't really matter. You know, like we use, in kayaking, we use a lot of dead dinosaurs uh, for our leisure activity. You know, plastics and petroleum-based products to get to rivers and stuff. Uh, leaving microplastics behind when we see a launching and all that malarkey. I'm not going to go all Extinction Rebellion on you, uh, and I'm not even going to go all so Etienne or Damien on you, because this ain't the podcast for it. It's just on my mind this morning, and I think we all should be a bit more conscious of it. We should be conscious about, you know, our air travel for trips. We should be conscious about uh, how many boats we have uh, from you and how many boats we sell and all that and entwined in that is obviously development of the sport development of product blah 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 uh the last podcast was all about yeah i've just remembered the last podcast was all about the girl wasn't it the one before was the one about the uh the eco stuff but it's just something i want to be conscious of right I'm not even, I'm not going to go down that avenue because it's going to be a dead end in a podcast because we know what to talk against. Uh, you just come into a cul-de-sac, don't you? But if you'd like me to get uh, Etienne or Damien or anybody else uh, on this podcast, please let me know and I will try my best to do it because I do think it would be a worthwhile discussion. As somebody myself that is never going to super glue himself to a bit of tarmac on the M25. Right. Let's start. In our world, in the world that we live... Uh, is that a song? I'm sure it's a song title in the world that we live. There should be more happiness. That's it, Ken Dodden it. Uh, in our world, I think certain people, myself included, we try and eke out adventure. Uh, we try and place ourselves in this sort of arena of personal betterment. Now, this arena. <laughs> From the outside, 
looks uh, inconsequential. Uh, I think they're the words I need. But the, uh, looking at the from the outside, look inconsequential. You know, we can all uh, see people in the arena doing the sport. We can grade development of the sport of our, you know, in quantifiable measures, Olympians, uh, huge waterfalls. We can, you know, anybody can see uh, this, a huge waterfall takes nerves of steel, blah, blah, blah. But it's the arena that matters, isn't it? It's not the size of the arena, it's the arena itself. When I first learned to paddle, many, many moons ago, yeah, many sunrises ago, I was petrified of any move that required I do a left-hand support stroke because I was shockingly bad at them. Right side's fine. Left side's shockingly bad at falling all the time. I remember camping over near Penniston. Yes, very funny, everybody. We know Penniston penis stone, if you don't write it properly. Yeah, 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 like cockermouth. They are very bloody funny. Uh, camping over at Penniston uh, with the scouts. And we were paddling on the river there. And there was a little drop. And I, I'd love to go back to it because it was probably only two foot. And I remember going off the lip of this drop. Drop by scout standards, not by you know, Palouse Fall standards. Excuse me. And the uh, the instructor, a guy called Brian Hughes, telling me that when I landed, I need to do a left-hand support stroke. Oh, scared me half to death coming off that. Uh, but when I got to the bottom, I managed it. I didn't fall in and life was good and I got a round of applause, blah, blah, blah. I was putting some old fiberglass boat, you know, with a, Metal foot bath thing and no safety protocols. Anyway, it was that was the arena, wasn't it? That was the arena that mattered. It didn't matter how big the fall was. It just that was the arena. And those of us that step into the arena for our personal betterment come away from that arena with, I was going to say a certain lift, but I don't think that's true. I've been thinking about this. It's not a kind of lift. It's kind of a shifting perception. And then the next time our arena uh, expands. So we go from like fighting in this arena of not being able to do left-hand support strokes, which is quite a small arena, but at the time it seems massive. And then we, it bumps up, doesn't it? And we slowly but surely expand our arena of experience and also our arena of expectation. And that's the key for this one. We expand our of expectation. We get to a certain level, whether that be class three, class four, class five, whether it be freestyle paddling where we can do wiki tiki taco flips or uh, tricky woos or lunar orbits and Godzilla's, whatever they are. And are we ever content with the progress we've made out of that arena where we couldn't do left-hand support strokes before we were falling in? And then we kind of sit, a lot of us, we sort of sit in this arena that we've got to where our skills and our confidence and our knowledge is sedated. 
<coughs> excuse me, and we don't sort of move on from it with the same kind of vigour. I don't think, uh, and we, I think a lot of us get to that arena at different stages, you know. Now, for me, I'm quite happily in my arena, kayaking wise, uh, you know, solo, multi day Himalayan expeditions. I love them, and it's in my comfort zone, you know. Looking back on trips, um, yeah, I, lo- I love them. Excuse me, I love the places it takes me. And that's sort of where I'm at. And that's my arena of exper- uh, experience. And I don't really want to push past that and drop off 100 foot waterfalls because it's not my thing. My back won't cope. In my 20s, I probably would have done. And I have done some waterfalls in my time. And now I struggle to put my socks on. Yeah without shitting a kidney out because I got a really bad back of which uh, I, I was supported I'm going to say rescued supported uh, on the tees a few weeks ago because my back went on dog leg and uh, I had to sort of back ferry into an eddy and then somebody had to help me get out of the boat I could have been really upset by that because I've as I've just said my arena uh, is quite large, you know, class five multi-day solo trips. Uh, and I'm now getting assistance on class three, low water class three. But relatively speaking, that's not an issue, is it? Because I've come hell of a long way from that failed left-hand support stroke that scared me after death. You know, all those years down the line, my boxer experience, my arena experience has expanded. But in an instant, when the back went, it shrunk again. And I'm forever grateful for the people that helped me there. I mean, I'm not saying I couldn't finish that section, but my back really hurt. I lost all core strength. Excuse me. I managed to get out, I stretched it out a bit, I walked around a bit and it eased off and it was good. And I managed to finish the day and do, you know, low force and the horseshoey weir thing above it, whatever that is. A uh, bit of cliff jumping and it was fine. It's about adapting our arena of experience, how far we've come along the, along the timeline. My timeline in kayaking is pretty extensive, you know, I started as a teenager in scouts, uh, and then local canoe club, and then piers, and then leading trips in the Himalayas, writing guidebooks and all that malarkey. But it's extensive, but it's a building block thing, the arena. But it's the arena that matters. It's this, it's not the, the whole timeline, I don't think. That doesn't really matter to me. It's the, the arena, stepping into the arena that matters. And I think if we can frame ourselves... Each time we go out, each time we step into that arena as a new experience for personal development. It's a great thing. Uh, Then we'll sort of lack the sort of sense of disappointment if things don't go our way. Slurpy, slurpy. You know, it's about expectation in that arena, I guess is what I'm saying. Right. Not really kayaking related, but arena related. As some of you will know, 
some of you won't care. I do a bit of jogging. <laughs> uh, yeah, over lockdown, a couple of years ago, I started running. And uh, I've got to a stage now where running a 50k event doesn't phase me. I get nervous, of course I do. I mean, it's not the same sort of nerves you're going to get, like, planning a remote first ascent in the Himalayas. But I, I get anxious, I think is the word, because you don't know what's coming, how long it's going to take you, etc., etc. But you can roughly gauge it. There's certain sort of parameters you can gauge, you know, if you run this quickly per hour, uh, and there's this much ascent and descent on it, you know, what are your sort of margins of error? Which is very similar to, to kayaking. Long runs put me in a place that solo kayaking puts me. Because long runs are a solo endeavour. No matter how many people are on that event with you, or no matter how many, if, you know, how many people are on socials talking about their long runs, it's about arena setting. And for me, I know that my arena for runs, I have under 100k, you know, over the summer, I ran 100 by myself, not an event. Uh, and that took me to the places that a lot of my solo kayaking adventures have taken me, mentally and physically. Except kayaking, you don't get soft feet, do you? But you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's about arena setting. Now, two weeks ago, there was a an ultra event, ultra run event in Leeds called God's Own Backyard. Now the God's Own Backyard is a pretty simple format. You run 6.7k on the hour, 4.2 mile-ish on the hour, every hour until you quit or get timed out. Now this event went on for 37 hours and the lad that won it, Ian, turns out he's a paddler, which is really cool from Scotland, uh, you know, you do the maths, 37 times 6.7. It's a long way. Excuse me. But for me, I ran 80 kilometres. That's what, what I work in kilometres because that's what my watch is set at. And I'm too born idle to change it to miles. I ran 80. Now, that's not a patch on what the winner did at all. But it's more than I did last year at the same event, which was 50. And when I was running, setting off from the start line in the night, in the low mist, on bonfire night with fireworks exploding, with music in my headphones, you know, Creedence Clearwater rattling around, I fell on top of the bloody world. Because I never believed that I would be in a position to run a, past the 50 mile mark, let alone the 50k mark, only a few years prior, well even a year prior, I didn't believe I could do it. But you see how my arena's expanded there. I've not set off in this end new endeavour of mine running with an arena that's massive and then been disappointed that I've not touched the end of the arena. I remember when I couldn't run 5k. <laughs> Some days I still can't, I hate it. Uh, but I can't remember when I, but my arena was a 3k arena, or a 5k arena, 
I would think my arena was relatively small, but it made no difference because the emotional expectation of that was the same. My emotional feedback mattered. It was a huge thing when I first did 11K. I remember talking to friends about it, and it was massive. I've just done 11K. How cool is that? And now I'm sitting here looking at events that are 100K, or planning routes just out of my door that are 50K, because I've got nothing better to do with my day. Because I'm pretty privileged in the fact that I have enough free time to put some shoes on and piss off into the wilds. And when I say wilds, they're not really wilds, are they? I live in Yorkshire. No, I'm back to the river areas, you know. Excuse me. And I could be out of my door and onto trail. And I could stay on that trail if I really wanted all day long uh, without seeing any major roads. Not really wild, though, but it does give me that sort of wilderness experience because I, just, I don't leave a route plan and I don't tell anybody. And if I, you know, fall over and snap my leg in half, then I'm pretty knackered because I don't have uh, cell service near the river. Now, why does this really matter, this talking about me, you know, putting trainers on and pissing around in trails? Why does it really matter to, why, you know, why won't I care, Darren? Yeah, you might want a kayaker. You've changed. Yeah, I've changed. Well, I haven't really. I've just shifted my arena a little bit. I've got like a subsidiary arena now uh, that gives me a lot of emotional feedback that I, I crave, I guess. But don't we all crave it, you know? I've got a whitewater safety and rescue course coming up in a few weeks. I'm leading it. And I'm really excited about it because I'm going to see people stretching their arenas and they're going to come away with a, a new skill set and this sort of arena that's expanded from what they had, you know, on the early morning, on the Saturday morning. It's a great thing, isn't it? And I'm sure that that arena can shrink again, you know, when nerves and anxiety and social situations come along. But we, it shouldn't really, should it? Because we shouldn't gauge ourselves on the actions of others. But we do, because we're human and we always gauge ourselves on the actions of others. You know, like we look at footage of people and we I should be doing that. We hear stories, I should have done that. Well, you haven't, have you? So, learn to sort of be in your arena. Understand your arena. Because it's good, isn't it? I'll have a cup of tea. I was paddling last week with a friend of mine, old friend, dear friend. He's paddled a lot around the world. Yeah, paddled in Nepal, uh, India, Zambezi, all that malarkey. Uh, Chile, really good paddler, really good paddler. But last weekend we paddled in Topolinos. <laughs> Uh, and we shifted the arena, didn't we? So we shifted like comfort zones of big floaty McFloats to creek boats, and we paddled little dumpy, no-edged abominations by modern standards boats, you know. 
and what was funny was my friend who was never paddled a topper before. It was his first time in a topper, even though he's got years and years of experience of kayaking. Was paddling his boat like he was relatively new to the sport because he was expecting his boat to carve and toppers don't carve and he was expecting it to have a bit more speed or a bit turn a little bit different because that's what he's used to. So his arena shifted a little bit. But his now his, his knowledge, bear in mind he's a good boater, his knowledge is now greater than it was at the start of the day. Because he has an understanding and an appreciation of the development of the sport. You know, the, the topo, and I, I mentioned this in the last podcast, the topo came about six to eight years after people were paddling fiberglass boats down Everest. Which is a huge jump in development. But when we paddle a boat like a topper, just like if we ever paddle a glass boat, we're shifting our arena a little bit to understand the development of the sport, and that's the good thing. You know, this arena, well, it's, it's personal, isn't it? And uh, you know where I sit and all that. Right, I'm looking out my window, and it's lashing down. Absolutely oofing it down. So I might go and surf my local wave, which would be really cool. Pretty exciting and all that. And then I'll probably be in the Dales this weekend. And if you're in the Dales this weekend, crack on. I hope I'll have a cracking time with paddling. Uh, I hope, yeah, if there's any sort of rounding up of what's been said here, I hope we all just go out and paddle and don't get too cross with ourselves when things don't go our way because we don't appreciate how far we've come, how far we've developed, and all we sort of. Uh, have expectations that are too high and all that but I'm going have a cracking one I'm going to make myself a nice cup of tea before I go out again because I've just finished this one Tuddle pips everyone